going on, Cobbers? It's your Aussie mod boy, Hazzy, here. And we're up to day 17. Happy New Year, everybody. It's the 4th of January here in Australia. Uh, and, you know, it's been a hectic couple of months, but we're, we're, we're in 2022. We're going to grab it by the balls. We're going to try and, you know, make this better than 2021, at least in some respects. Uh, but we're going to kick it off, and we're going to kick it off a little bit different. Uh, than what we've done previously in any of the other deer crews and we're going for a double in a single episode so for deer crew day 17 i present bubba and vague uh Swaycos and vague welcome to day 17 of the deer crew podcast thank you it's Hello. a it's a it's a bit of an interesting one doing two people at once but you're brothers so you're within the same confines and it's yeah, cut makes sense. Yeah, does make sense. And uh, so stuck with him. <laughs> well, he's you got signed up for it, so yeah. <laughs> I mean, I went in like I I went into his room and I was like, when I was talking with you about it, and I was like, hey, I just conscripted you for the Hazzy podcast, and he was like, what? <laughs> That's basically it. Yeah, he doesn't get a say. He's just it, he's got to come. So. <laughs> All right, starting with vague. Can I get your first name? Mark. Welcome, Mark. And uh, Swakos. Nah. You still can call me Bubba. <laughs> All right, Bubba's Bubba. fine. That's fine. <laughs> uh, can, I'll grab your first name, Bubba. Yeah. No, Bubba. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Bubba. Mark and Bubba. I like being mysterious, okay? Oh, okay. Yeah, no, that makes sense. You can be dark and mysterious for us all, no problem. Um... <laughs> <laughs> uh, and whereabouts do you guys come from? Uh, we're in Montgomery, Alabama right now. Mm-hmm. And you were saying, we you were saying just before that you spent some time in Arizona and that? Lots oh, of yeah. Time. So over over my life, I've lived in uh, western Indiana, central Florida, Arizona, and Alabama now. Yeah, so nice. All over. Spent the most time in Arizona, though, in Phoenix. Whereabouts were you born? I was born uh, in Western Indiana in a little uh, dinky town called Terre Haute. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And then Bubba was born just on the other side of the state line south in Kentucky, in northern Kentucky. Yep. It was a bit of moving around for you guys and the family then. Yeah. yeah. It's all work-related, though. You go where the money's at. So, you know. That's fair. You, you got small towns like that. They don't offer uh, lucrative employment. So the family moved in order to make sure we had a lucrative employment. Yeah, fair. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Well, it, it, it's the same here. Like I live, I live just out of out of Canberra, and um, the money's in Canberra, right? So it, it, it's forty <laughs> minutes drive, but yes, yeah. you know, it, it would not make the sort of money that I'm on at the moment, staying in Yass and working a job here, like it, not without starting my own company or something, you know, really lucrative. It's just you know. And I know IT. That's pretty much all that I have at the moment. Is that uh, you know where you know just it's IT for me. That's it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, even though right now we're in a the the state capital for Alabama, there's not much money here. You have to drive about an hour and a half north mm. uh, to Birmingham, and that's the city that has all the money, even though it's not the the, the capital. So. Yeah, huge fair. difference in value. No, no, that, that makes makes sense. 
Uh, so give us a rundown, Vag or Mark. Uh, what's what's playing on Spotify at the moment? Oh, I was just talking about this on stream the other day. Um, I mean, I always have Ghost Inside heavily in my playlist, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Uh, everyone is talking about <gasps> Era and hyping it up. And so I was like, everyone keeps talking about it. Young Gun was talking about it. he was disappointed in his um, album tournament that Scion beat Era. And I was like, man, I like Scion. Let me see what this is about. And I listened to Era's newest album, and it is killer, dude. Mm-hmm. It's like at the end to end. It's one of those albums just is complete. Like it, it co- feels like you don't want to put it in a playlist. You just put it on from song one and just let it go. Yeah, fair. No, I um I did very similar with Era's new one as well, and it was one of my top played for twenty twenty one. Very very good album. What about yeah. you, Bubba? What's on your list? Um, well. They put together the, the metal playlist we both listened to for the most part, but I got, of course, I got some TGI and whatnot on the side, but I've actually been listening a lot to um, some, a variety of dubstep and electronic music because mm-hmm. it's kind of new to me. Yeah. I've done, I've like, I've done a, like diving into a bunch of the different genres of all kinds of music and then I'm like, okay, this is kind of like my area for now. You know, I started with country going way back when I was a little country and then classic rock, then rap, then metal and metal for a long time. And then a friend exposed me to some electronic music and I'm jumping over there and seeing what's over here. That's fair. Yeah. Um, Jake or Das Cooks that I did the podcast with not too long ago, he's, he's big into the EDM and, and dance sort of music as well. Um, on the side sort of thing. Like whilst he obviously listens to metalcore and hardcore and all that sort of stuff, like the amount of times that he'll Try and send me like a, a dance music song. I'm like, mm, <laughs> that's not quite my jam, man. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. That's fair. That's fair. What's on the uh, What's on the games at the moment? What What are you guys gaming at hardest at the moment? Ooh. Oh damn. Um. Well, we've been playing Dota too because they have this like um. Like we both like Dota. We watch tons of pro Dota, but like playing online is different, and people are jerks, and they usually know the game so well that you just get trounced, and it's no fun. So we just hang out with friends and play it casually with like um because of the steam workshop you can play against bots where people oh, yeah. actually like program the bots to have a particular behavior mm-hmm, so we'll mm-hmm. play that but they have a, a co-op event on right now we're playing but other than that i don't know I, i'm heavy on rocket league and i've been playing second extinction ever since it came out for free on epic fair fair what about you mark um I, recently not a ton like since my classes ended a couple weeks ago, I've been trying to clear a backlog because uh, I bought the entire, like, I mean, every Fallout game on Steam on sale. Mm-hmm. I was yeah. trying to get into, like, the deep lore of it. And, and then they put the Tomb Raider trilogy free the other day, and I'm like, fuck, I love Tomb Raider. <laughs> and then <laughs> I'm hanging out with Slick Judge and Vigil on Valorant, and I'm like, I'm all over the place. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I've been jumping around a fair bit of late as well i started eso the other day randomly um and then we were doing uh ended up playing a really good one for co-op anyway it was um it takes two i happened to play it with my girlfriend oh, as well um that's on my wish list that game looks so good it was it got game of the year here in australia and um it that was in, in incredible like it was you know, a little bit close to home with the things that had happened you know, in 2021 for me and having to kind of relive that in the in a sense of the story but it was pretty damn good and it was it was really good for like 
especially for me and my girlfriend anyway, to work out who, how we work uh, in that sort of mm-hmm. um, context as well, solving the the puzzles and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, if you can pick it up, it's actually a lot of fun. It's cute as heck as well, which is weird for me to say about a computer game, but <laughs> it was really cute, really well done, um, and just played really, really well. And that's for yeah. anybody in the stream crew. It's a very, very fucking cool game. Um, I love co-op games. Yeah. It's just so hard to find like good ones nowadays. Like They don't make them like they used to. Everyone makes PvP now. But co-op yeah. games are so... When they, when it's like designed to be co-op and like they've made specific challenges for you to overcome and everyone has a role, it feels so good yeah. when everyone's clicking. That's exactly what um what they did with It Takes Two as well. You know, you choose your certain character and you get certain abilities as such and certain weapons at, at certain points or you have to do a certain task um, that's specific to make it all flow. It fits really, really well. Mm-hmm. Really, 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 really well. Um, I didn't need any more hype for that game. Yeah, no. <laughs> I can give you all the hype you need. Believe me, it's, I, re- I really enjoyed it. And it's not often that I you know, enjoy a game as thoroughly as, as thoroughly as I did. And like me and my girlfriend were even talking about going back and playing it again just to you know, catch the little things that we, that we missed out on as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah. What's no, your favorite overall game? My favorite of all game, Half Life Two. Yeah, no, no, I've never played it. Nothing beats the original physics engine and the 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 way that that game not only storyline based but the way that just encapsulated you. Nothing beats it. Mm. Hands down, favorite game of all. Um, I, it's on on Steam and stuff. You can get it uh, still, mm-hmm. and it is very much worth it. It's obviously now a little bit more heavily modded, but. The original CD version of it that I had way back when I was oh, yeah. twelve years old. Fuck yeah. DVD ROM. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> back in the ninety Windows ninety eight days, I think it was. Yes. Uh, when you had when you had to have carrying cases for your games with the little slides in them. Yeah. Slip it like a pouch. Oh, yeah, with yeah. the instruction booklets. Yep. Yeah, the instruction booklets. Sometimes they'd come on multiple DVDs because they were so big. Like. Oh. Yeah. That them's were the days, not 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 like downloading two hundred and fifty gigs worth of COD now. On day one, on day, yeah, on day one, and then one hundred and ten. <laughs> like I bought it, baby. I got you a new game. Oh, really? You have to install it. <sighs> <laughs> and it's gonna take you three days to download. Sorry, but yeah, no, Half Life Two definitely uh, my most favorite and memorable game. I haven't played Alex yet, but I've been told that that is absolutely phenomenal. Um, but I gotta wait till I go get a a uh, virtual headset or go to a mate's mm-hmm. place to play that one. So that'll happen soon. What about yourselves, Mark? What what's your favorite game of all? Uh, I'll break it into two categories: favorite game of all time <laughs> and game I've definitely spent the most time on. Fair. Favorite game is easily the Mass Effect trilogy. Mm-hmm. I played it from like the OG release, and I probably didn't stop playing Mass Effect games till like 2014 or 2015. So it's like just like eight years of just playing Mass Effect playthroughs yep. consistently in <laughs> multiplayer. Fair. And then uh, ours is just Rainbow Six Siege because I just played competitive. Yep. And I put I put in like 1,500 hours on Xbox and like 3,000 hours on PC. <laughs> nice. What about, you? what about you, Bubba? Well, probably the one that's multiplayer is going to be Rocket League. I've put... God, how much how much time have I put in there? It's been a lot. And I've played it casually. I tried to 
I tried to be good at it at one point. Yeah, probably 2,000 hours. Mm-hmm. But um, Final Fantasy 14 actually is probably my favorite. I love that game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just it's hard to like keep up with school and work and play a game like that. All so like, I haven't played it in a bit. <laughs> Pretty sure 14's Vigil's favorite, or is it seven? Uh, actually, it might have been seven. I think it's, I think it's seven. <laughs> 14's the new. It's the newest of the uh, MMOs that they've done. Yeah, Vigil. When Seven's Vigil, everybody's favorite. Yeah, when Vigil starts talking Final Fantasy, I kind of glaze over a little bit because <laughs> <laughs> I just don't quite understand the uh, the hype behind it. But you know, he enjoys it, so that's the main thing, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess. Yeah. Unlike, unlike if you guys were just in stream just before he played Halo for the first time, and um, that was an effort and frustration, unfortunately, because it's very different to any of the other games that he's played. Yeah. But Halo was the first FPS I ever played online. Oh really? I was like, yep. Yeah. When uh, so we both got Xbox Live in like '09, so Halo Three was like two years old mm-hmm. at that point. Yep. But I just I just wanted to play it so bad, and 14 year old me went online and just grinded Lone Wolves. And in retrospect, I figured out what happened. Like I was just a brand new account queuing ranked, and I was like going through the ranks really fast, and people were sending me hate mail and calling me a booster, and I was like. What the fuck is a booster? Like what I just got this? Xbox Live, <laughs> <laughs> and I realized that uh, it's because it was a brand new account with only ranked games, and they were just getting stomped. So they thought it was a Smurf. <laughs> it's just like a fourteen-year-old drinking Monster and crushing their dreams. Just you know, playing twelve hours a day and nothing else. Exactly. It's kind of what I did with Counter Strike Source when that came out. Um, I, I, I went in pretty heavily and quite hard on that for quite a while. But the first multiplayer game I ever played was um, was the first COD, the very very first COD. Um, Call of Duty. Yep. Went back when it was cool and it was World War Two and you know it looked like Blockmen and all those sorts of things. But uh, and I was playing on a dial-up connection as well from memory with like a three hundred and fifty. Oh ping. yeah. Was yeah. it the old one twenty? Was it the one twenty-eight K? Yeah, I think one twenty-six K. Yeah, one twenty-six. I think it was or whatever it is. And one twenty-eight. Sorry, powers are two. And, um, uh, yeah, I still, I still, you know, I enjoyed it, but yeah, once I started to get low latency and, and learn, you know, Counter-Strike Source and stuff like that, that's when I, I really took off and I ended up, obviously, cause Source was based off the same engine that, um, Half-Life 2 was played in, so mm-hmm. it kind of just felt the same and, and made it, uh, made it a lot more fun anyway. Mm-hmm. But yeah, all right, uh, run us through, um, how you found the stream crew? Ooh. Okay. Um, Do we want to start at the very, very, very beginning? Oh, for sure. Why not? Okay. That starts, I... with, that starts with me. No, don't, it, it goes me. back before that, if you think about part of it. Well, what about our exposure to the ghost inside in general? Mm, and that's then... true. Do we want to go all the way back? <laughs> <laughs> go, you can go uh, back as far as you like. Doesn't bother me. I can me. shorten my right. end of it. Go, go, you could do the history of the ghost inside, and I'll pick up. <laughs> All right. Basically, um, yeah, because I, I, I was the reason that Vague got exposed to the TGI, and then Vague's the reason I got exposed to the stream group. Okay, yep. So I basically, I, I have, I used to like stream drums and stuff, and I still do occasionally when I have time, but I was looking to like play drums with people that also play instruments kind of like in a band but i wasn't i wasn't able to travel anywhere so i I was hanging out on uh a game called vr chat and i've met some people on there 
Mm-hmm. And one of them's like, yeah, I've got, I've, I'm friends with a guitarist and I've, I have a, a friend who's a bassist and we just need a drummer and we can start playing music. I was like, oh, okay. Long story short, I was like, okay, what, what kind of music are we going to be playing? And they explained, and I was like, all right, can you give me some examples? And so they gave me some examples and I put them all together in a Spotify playlist and we listened through them and they had stuff like Ice Nine Kills and uh, Chelsea Grin, um, Wage War, and mm-hmm. then TGI. And so Veg and I were listening to the playlist and some of them were hit and miss and whatnot, but TGI was one of them that stood out. And I'm, I still have the playlist. Let me, if my uh, Spotify doesn't take forever to load up. Um, here it is. The two songs they recommended from TGI were Engine 45, which mm-hmm. was the, the first Classic. one I heard. Classic. And then, what was the other one? There was another one in here. I'm trying to go through it real quick. But that was the one, uh, there it is, Outlive. Yep, yeah, okay. Yep. And so, this went back to like 20, I think 2018. So then Vega and I were like, oh, okay. And I guess it just kind of stuck slowly. And I think Veg listened to TGI more than I did start. But we went to try to do um, – I tried to record a drum cover of it, and he was, Veg was recording uh, guitars, and then the singer was going to record vocals. And what, then what happened? hit everyone what, like what a ton of bricks. Mm. I wasn't even – I was actually – I hadn't been playing my guitar because I had just retired – well, retired is a generous – quit competitive <laughs> Rainbow Six. Yeah, yeah. And I wasn't playing my guitar then. I was like, I need to get back into it. And um, his band wasn't ever, like, doing anything. Bubba's was like, I want to track my drums, but uh, there's, like, no one's doing anything. And I was like, give me, like, three weeks to kick Rust off, and I'll track guitar just to try and push everyone along and get them yeah, to do something. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And then I ended up just getting hooked on Engine 45, and then I found Dear Youth, and I just fell into Dear Youth, like, super hard. And then I started playing my guitar more, and I haven't stopped since then either. <laughs> That's fair. And that's actually how I ended up on, and this is how we get to Stream Crew. Mm-hmm. I ended up watching uh, Nick Nocturnal because oh, he yeah. has all the uh, awesome covers and great memes and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then he had Chris on for the like 10 levels of hardcore video. And I was like, oh, Chris Davis streams. That's cool. So I followed Chris. And one day I saw Chris on. There was Jim and Andrew and Vigil were all in the chat. And I was like, oh, let me give all these guys follows. And I realized that Vigil's really the only one who streams. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Vigil's <laughs> telling Chris, electronically change the tuning every measure. And then and then play the great unknown. Oh. <laughs> so it's like pitch shifting every single measure. <laughs> it's hilarious. I think I missed that one. Because, oh, geez, that would have done my head in. Oh, uh, it, was, it was messed up, dude. But it was so funny. Yeah, and then uh, I was grinding... Uh, a couple of days later, I was grinding Destiny and Vigil was streaming, so I just left Vigil on the background. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was there was just all kinds of antics going on. I was like, "Oh, this stream's cool!" Like, the biggest thing was like people in the stream crew like actually interacted with me, even though I wasn't a sub and I wasn't new. And then they like were like, "Hey, he doesn't know who FPS Doug is. Somebody send him a link." <laughs> and then, like, <laughs> like I felt very included right away. I was like, "What the hell? I've never seen this on Twitch. Everyone always just..." talks to each other and ignores new people yeah and then then i sent you the the christmas pud because that was important because everybody loves pud (laughs) (laughs) um but then the next day i came back Mm -hmm. the second ever stream was d-day where uh 
Drizzy donated 100 subs, and it took Vigil like 12 oh, games to win yeah. a game of Valorant. <laughs> I remember that. That was a grind. Yeah. <laughs> and he mowed his lawn on stream. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the important thing, right? It's, it, we're all about the lawn mowing streams. He needs to do them more often, but, you know, he, yep. he needs to not use an electric one either because that's just, that's poor form. <laughs> yeah. After that, I was like, all right, I'm in with these guys. Join the Discord. Say hi. Get the live notifications. I was sold. Yeah, it's a good. We're we're, we're good people. We're good people, and it's one of the <clears throat> one of the ones that we we talk of quite often is that, that it's it's self moderating. We don't have to do anything. Like as moderators, we just sit back and just let people chat, and you know, everybody keeps it pretty clean from there anyway. And ban the bots. And ban the bots. <laughs> yeah, Cash uh, is a lot quicker than than I am at that one, unfortunately. Only well. Kind of. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so Mark, I have to ask: uh, when was when was New Strings Day? New Strings Day. Uh, that was like two weeks ago. So mm-hmm. it was like the. I think it was, like so. Like when I got a class was like the, fourteenth or something like that. Yep. And I was like, did all of the crap that you know you have to put off when you're doing classes. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, first free day, New Strings. New Strings. Got a, and it's glorious. I think you're about due now. Then, depending on how many hours you've played, you'd be about due. I'm definitely due for a new set. Definitely. Oh, you're due. gonna, you're gonna make me act up now. Yeah, well, I'm gonna. Well, the thing <laughs> is, is I'm gonna, I'm gonna get back from Brisbane and then probably do it. But because I don't think I'll get time to play today anyway, because you know it's eleven, mm-hmm. eleven quarter past eleven in the morning here, and uh, I've got the lawns to mow and packing to do to go to Brisbane. But you know. If I'm lucky, maybe maybe I'll restring today. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, Bubba, what about I you? I hate new string day. You hate why? Because he plays music. Well, because I'm a drummer. First of all, second of all, I wanted to get a V-shaped guitar, and the only one that they sold anywhere here in the states uh, that I could even find is a uh, Jackson. Was it a, a Rhodes edition V that has to come with a Floyd Rose? Uh, <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. See. Hmm, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I hate Therein lies day. the problem. But you see, but, <laughs> yeah, that in lies the problem. But do do we call it for drummers? Do we call it New Skins Month, or is it? When's the, no, no. For me, it's like um, uh, New Heads Year. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't change them that frequently, and they're not that fucking cheap either. Well, they're not here in Australia no, anyway. They're Drum- not. They're not here either. Yeah, it like changed my whole kit. I got a six piece kit, and it would take it probably it cost me like two hundred. Oof. Yeah, see, it's not far so, off the same sort of price here in Australia. <laughs> it's yeah, not far. Yeah, that's that's why I don't do new heads. That's why they sound flat as crap right now. But I don't play them enough that I want to change them either. Yeah, yeah. And it makes makes me wonder, and it's a, a question that I haven't asked um, Andy or anything on how often he changes his heads, because you know, obviously, being the drummer in a band, like, is it a fresh set each gig, or is it like probably fucking is to be honest with you. Um, I mean, it could be. I yeah. think you could probably get a couple of sets out. If like if you're only doing touring, you could definitely get a couple of shows out of a set of heads. Mm. Unless you're like mega rich and big like Metallica, and then they don't, they don't, they don't care. They probably just, new uh, strings, new heads every show for Metallica. Yeah, and they and they yeah. and they've just got people. They've got like three three kits running around, right? Like it's not the same kit every single night. Like they yeah, they they leapfrog each other. It's pretty but, um, pretty crazy the the amount of like. Back from when I was playing in bands and that, just the amount mm-hmm. of like overheads that you have, 
just even as a mm-hmm. vocalist, I still had overheads. Mostly it was beer, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know that's an overhead. Not like the guys yeah. they're, they're changing their strings, you know, once a week or whatever, depending on how often we were playing and practicing. And you know, but I was just like, yeah, I'd rock up with a case of beer, and that's an overhead, guys. Like that's a tax write-off. It's a band expense. Yeah, I wish yeah. I <laughs> wish I was a little bit smarter about that one when I was younger, but you know. <laughs> I played too many shows for free as it was anyway, so I'd just, you know, have a couple of beers and everything was fine. You got paid in exposure. Yeah, yes. let's let's put it as that. <laughs> I, I think that's probably yeah. the best way to do it. It was that was a fun yeah. time. Uh have you listened to any of the other uh podcasts that we that I've done? Uh I like listened to the one with Mason. Mm-hmm. I think I did part of the uh, one with Das Cooks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't. There's a big backlog, and then whenever I play a game where I feel like I have like I don't need audio or something, I usually just put on metal. That's <laughs> and fair. I turn it up. Yeah, that's fair. I I <clears throat> I don't game with uh, with music playing and at mm-hmm. all really. I think I have for quite a while. Even playing like New World or anything like that, like I just listen to the in-game sounds, and that's about it. Um, like Vigil just listens to these in the car, so you got to catch him when he's driving somewhere to be able to, you know, get him to listen. Yeah, See, I uh, I did used to do podcasts like a a good amount of time ago. I was mm. kind of like I was at a point where all of my like major social connections, everyone was kind of in a break. Yep, and no one was really around, and I would play European Truck Simulator and put on a podcast. And <laughs> that kind of makes and sense. just and just drive around Europe and deliver shit and listen to like joe rogan before he lost his mind mm-hmm. yeah uh, stuff like that where do we put that marker of where he lost it though is it but just uh, before the pandemic or the spotify that? contract uh that's a good point yeah and they put they put nine figures on his name or whatever and uh that was it was over then that was it i listened to a, a, an audio book more than anything more than a podcast every now and then i listened to one on the way down to um my dad's house uh, which was about seven and a half hours drive for me. And I put one on uh, just the last c- couple of weeks. It was really, really good. And it really aligned with like the work that I do and um, as a manager and everything like that and how I'm going to change it all as such. And mm-hmm. all like, I think I've got another three or four in the backlog now. So I might have to like buy and listen to those while I'm on the plane tomorrow and getting around. They're good. They're good to pass the time, anyway. Mm-hmm. I, I was like, all right, I might check out one of these. I was, I would have loved to have checked out one of your other podcasts, but I basically conscripted Bag, and I was like, all right, I gotta get ready for Bag because I work three <laughs> days in a row and I work twelve-hour shifts. Yeah, yeah. Like it, I have enough time to wake up, get coffee, go to work, come home, <laughs> shower, <laughs> eat, go to sleep. Yeah, yeah. The the old work. And then today eat, we went shopping. Sleep. Yeah, it, it, work work gets like that. For, for a little while, and then it's, it tends to to uh, peter off after a little while as well, where it's like, you know, I've got some downtime now. Like, m- me coming up into Christmas was probably the busiest I'd been all year. Um, and now, mm-hmm. you know, I'll go jump into the new year starting next week in a week's time, and um, it'll all just kick off again, and I'll be busy for a whole 12 months, I think, this time around. Ooh. I don't think I'll get many lulls in the, uh, in the day. Mm-hmm. On that, yeah, what do you think... what do you do for work, Bubba? Oh, I work um, as a nurse's aide at a hospital. Oh yeah, 
No, I'm just trying to gain experience for um, getting ready to go to nursing school. So like I've mm-hmm. I've worked in the emergency department. I'm working in the main part of the hospital now. Mm-hmm. The only other place I haven't worked would be the ICU. But for nursing assistants, it's you can't do much in the ICU because those those patients are in really really tough shape and they need like constant um, care. They need nurses, medically trained. Yeah, very very. Um, what's the term for? Very specific uh, care. Mm-hmm. I can do general care. I can't, I can't. I can dress a cut, but if it's like a wound, I can't touch it. Yep. There's so many things I can't do, even though it could be simply done. Because of liability and stuff, they don't let me do it. You have to be a licensed nurse. So I basically just make sure right now that people are comfortable. Yep. Um, track what they're eating and drinking. Clean them up if they have any accidents. Uh, the ED was fun because. Things get crazy in the emergency department. Yep. And I was hooking people up machines, performing CPR. I miss that. Mm-hmm. I miss it a lot. That's and something you go back I, into I, when, you, when you get around to it? Yeah. When I get through nursing school, I want to be an ED nurse. Mm-hmm. There's nothing like it. Yeah, some people uh, some people really thrive in that sort of area. It's, it's pretty tough. My my mum is, um, is a nurse and stepfather's a doctor and you know, mum's done it all. And stepfather's like one in 55 diff- of certain doctors in australia like what he was quite special mm. with it and um mm-hmm. same thing there's a, a, that ed um you know real rush real stressful sort of situation a lot of people thrive on it it's pretty cool it's very very cool in some respect what they can do anyway mm-hmm. what about yeah you? but the stories i had oh like, yeah <laughs> and not just not just like injuries or anything the way that pe- the people that come in looking for help in the ED sometimes you're like, why are they here? Mm. <laughs> and the stuff that comes out. I had a story like every day. I'd be calling vague uh, afterwards, like, you know what happened today? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll, I'll leave this one because um, it doesn't get too specific. We had a patient who was treated in the emergency department and left, mm-hmm. went out to their car, and they were rifling through their possessions, getting ready to leave the parking lot, and accidentally discharged their firearm into their foot. They came back into the ED. Just walked back in. <laughs> well, not walked. Not like they were that. at the hospital. Hopped back in, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, <laughs> it's just like, you don't hear that when you're up in the main part of the hospital. You're in the ED, and you're like, they did what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they just left. He literally hopped, skipped, and jumped back in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And my, then, um, one, of my, um, one of my mates' brothers is a radiographer in, in Darwin, mm. so in the north of, so, you know, he sees all the the croc dismemberments or, you know, things like that. It's some really gory stuff, right? And and I, yeah. I can share a photo with you later, but one particular story, and it's slightly on the on the, the sexualized side, is a couple came in after a big night and they were like, look, we've turned the house upside down and we've lost my wife's favorite dildo. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, oh. Did and, they turn the wife upside down? Yeah, so then... <laughs> They laid the wife out on the um on the X-ray machine, and scanned her over and went, mm, oh, "Sorry, guys, um, not there." So keep looking. So they went away, and they came oh, back the next day, and the, and the guys like, "Fucking, I've got such a stomachache. I'm really not doing too well." <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, really? Yeah." He goes, "Weren't you in yesterday with the um with the missing dildo?" And they're like, "Yeah." They're like, jump up here on the uh, on the X-ray machine. <laughs> I'm gonna do the conversion here. Lo and behold, and I can send you the photo after. It's fucking hilarious. Lo and behold, <laughs> here is a 14-inch dildo jammed up this bloke's what? ass. <laughs> oh, what a champ. 
Like, <laughs> like, and and I'm not talking like up and like a bit still hanging out. Like I'm talking up. Like it's all yeah. the way up. Yeah. No wonder. The- I mean, he couldn't even find it. So. No. And of course, he had a belly ache. <laughs> this fucking thing poking at his belly button, essentially. Like. Yeah. It was. <laughs> And of course, my, my my mate's brother just is like, "Here, here's a photo of it." I'm just like, "What?" <laughs> but he, he sends me like he every now and then I'll just get random ones. Oh, this one come come by today, and it's like you know somebody's hand that went through a mitosaur, and you've got the fingers off on one side, and then it's oh, quite gruesome. Yeah. But it's all X-ray vision, right? So you're just like. There's bones over yeah. there and bones there and well oh, that doesn't look what a hand's meant to look like, so that makes sense. <laughs> but oh man, that, that dildo story is like, what the You got you've got to be seriously yeah. quite drunk for something like that to happen. And then not even realize that you did it or remember that you did it and then be like, Man, I got a tummy ache. Yeah, I'm feeling a bit upset in the stomach. I'm, I'm not you know, I haven't pooped in twenty four hours, you know. It's all about staying <laughs> yeah. regular. The so that the question becomes: Next time they have one disappear, are they both going to get X-rayed? Because they first thought it was the wife. <laughs> well, and, uh, no. Well, you'd think that's <laughs> the logical thing to do, right? It's like, well, love, you get up first. We're going to check I'd you. I never. But, but you can walk <laughs> perfectly fine, so you're all right. Old mate looks a little bit sus at the moment. He's, you know, he's sort of walking like he's got a pole shoved up his ass. So <laughs> I think it might be. <laughs> but yeah, that's fucking. Uh, what about you, Mark? Yeah. What do you do for a crust? I'm actually just a full-time student. Nice. So I'm entering my second year for mechanical engineering. Nice. So I'm doing two years at a community college, mm-hmm. which at least for my station in life is going to end up being free. Yep. Um, and then I'm going to try and transfer to a bigger university, which is going to put me up to my eyeballs in debt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> hopefully... I, I, I did a lot of math before I ever took a single class. I was like, eh, this is manageable. Yeah. You know, when you work a career for 20, 30 years, you're like, if I make double payments at the beginning and keep the interest down, eh, it'll go away. It does. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those things like um, our friend Rob or Nana Pancakes um, did a, a – um, essentially was programming and stuff like that in university and mm-hmm. same thing up to his eyeballs in debt. Uh, but the the IT world is that cut cutthroat over in America and so, and some somewhat here in Australia as well. Getting mm-hmm. work outside of that was the next struggle as such. So um, now that he's got a job, it's like yeah, cool. He's, you know, you can pay it off and start finishing it all off and and getting it out of the way. What's um with mechanical engineering? Where do you want to end up? What do you want to do with that? So there's like a couple of things. Like ideally, I would like to work in motorsports because I'm just I'm obsessed with racing mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I, I love racing cars and engineering stuff. But I, one of the reasons I leaned on mechanical engineering is it's really flexible. Mm-hmm. And we're kind of at that point where like the economy is going to take like a turn, like in an international level in certain directions. I'm like, if one industry fails, my degree is worth a lot in other industries. That's fair. So yeah. I would like to go into to automotives specifically you know, motorsports if I could, but if something goes wrong or it doesn't look good, I'm just going to pivot somewhere else and see what's available, you know, in my economic interest. Uh, engineering and math is kind of just something I'm good at. So mm-hmm. I'm not too particular on what I'm working on. I'll find something that will challenge me and then I'll just dive headfirst into it. Yeah, fair. No, that's that's very fair. Any particular motorsport 
that's the top of the list for me it's f1 it it has to be f1 like if if you're an engineering nerd you love f1 yeah well that's fair (laughs) but not 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 so much when they took you know when the the v8s were tuned down and turned down and all that sort of stuff like that that's just bad juju for me they're like 2006 to 2000 and what eight or nine f1 cars where there were just winglets on top of the winglets mm-hmm. and shit mm-hmm. Th- that like when i saw that i was like i need to know how this stuff works because it looks like it would just be a brick to me i don't know anything now i need to go find out <laughs> let me go and see <laughs> how this way works. too cool but yeah, exactly i'm a massive f1 fan did you obviously you followed it this year and the highs and lows that happened there yes and oh <laughs> it was spicy there's a lot of opinions on i'm mclaren but (laughs) we got third (laughs) but uh on the on the mercedes red bull side it's tough because like i understand the decision to like at abu dhabi um let the field through and make them race for the championship Mm. um i can understand why it's like bending the rules would also piss off mercedes and part of me is like the, the fia was so shit sense that they were shit in the finale like there's people saying (laughs) lewis got it like they're saying lewis got it stolen because it was tied but part of the reason it was tied is because the fi was so shit all along max lost his lead yep so it's kind of like pretty much how it is of course it was going to end in a shit show consistently inconsistent unfortunately i don't think michael massey will be a um a uh uh, what do you call it drivers uh, the the top the chief dog anymore race director race director that's what i was trying to think of yeah I don't think he'll be a yeah. race and he's an Aussie, so I should, you know, be, you know, sympathetic towards him. But I'm like, mm. I, I, I too was like, I understand the the need and the want for it to be a race to the finish and 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 all that sort of stuff. But I'm, I'm dubious about how it how it played out at the same time. Yeah, I'm, I no matter how much I try and make a, an opinion on it one way or the other, I always like stop. Cause there's so much evidence for either side. Like mm-hmm. th- there were like five drivers complaining on the radio. Why the hell have we not been waved around yet? Yeah. What is happening? <laughs> yep. So then you're like, well, the wave around should have happened. Obviously the drivers know what's happening or they're used to it. They're like, why the fuck haven't they waved us yeah. around? Car's clear. Why can't we do this? Come on. Yeah. It made or for least, a spectacle. You know, Let's give them that. It definitely made for a spectacle. It, I watched that and I was like, I remember after the race, uh, I was sitting in my living room. I was like, for better or worse, I know I just watched history be made. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> no matter what. Like, I just watched something so unbelievable. They're going to talk about it in 20 years. Oh, easy. It, it, it'll, it'll be written on the walls for many, many, many years. Uh, and it'll be brought up. Watch how many times it gets brought up next year as well. Like, it's, it's oh, going to be sure. great. I'm going to try and make it to the Melbourne race if it happens Ooh. next year. Um I'm jealous. Well, we've had two cancellations now. I went in 2009 when Lewis won his first um, first world championship and when they mm-hmm. just gone, they just turned traction control back off, but they didn't have mm-hmm. slicks and that was such a time. Um, it was it just completely, like, completely made the, my love for F1 so much more. It's you know changed mm-hmm. quite a bit over the year, and it was actually the first time that I'd seen Kiss live as well, which was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. That's cool. That was uh, yeah, a lot you of. You got fun. a favorite driver or team? Um, n- no, yes, in some respects, I've always been a Mercedes fan, um, mm-hmm. since way back in the day. But I, but 
kind of fallen away from it. I I, I was always a big um, Hamilton fan, but he's mm-hmm. very much fallen out of favour for me uh, in the last probably three or four years. I'm not mm. huge on him as a person anymore, so I'm like, Meh, I don't really mind if you lose at the moment. Um, obviously, being an Aussie, I love watching Daniel Ricciardo. Um, I love Daniel. Yeah. Yeah. He's, the, he's the best. Once, once, um, if he gets in a good car, I think that's like I was watching, seeing some news reports today that things are a little bit dicey and some of the things that are going on there. I haven't read into them yet, but um, once he gets in a into a really good car, uh, then McLarens are going to be a good car. It's just going to take a little bit more time. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, the, we got the rule change coming in twenty twenty two, so uh, that's going to be. Also very interesting to see how that shakes the, the field up. I've I've done so much watching and reading on the, all the different packages teams are working on for the next year and stuff. It's going to be wild. Mm, well, it's like Ferrari pretty much halted all engineering changes and stuff like that on the 2021 car just to focus on a 2022 car. So they yeah, become they did, more, more they did competitive. two parallel engines. Uh, designs mm. at the same time with two different concepts, and they were like, "We're gonna wait the last minute to pull the plug on the uh, worst project." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, Ferrari's what? got. Unfortunately, Ferrari's got the money, right? So, oh yeah. I mean, you say unfortunately. I'm a Ferrari fan, and yeah. we've been miserable for mm-hmm. a while. We're allowed to <laughs> let, 20, just let us have one. Man. 20, 2022 might be a year. I think it, it, you guys might be able to stick it to it a little bit more. Maybe. I was when I read on their engine, they're, they're going to be the only people running it. Uh, different engine concept so it's either gonna it's probably gonna either be better or worse i don't think it'll be even yeah, Renault and, and uh mercedes are running a different package than them and then the chassis changes and everything like that are going to be so vastly different as well which changes your oh, aero yeah. which changes all of those bits and pieces behind it as well so it'll be a little bit of a mix-up which is good what i think that's what i think that's what it needed as well yeah Although, it got pushed off because covid for a year Oh yeah, it's needed a shakeup. We love COVID, don't we? Yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's not ruining anything at all. No, no, nothing. No. At all. Hey, no. you know what? It keeps me in a job. Well, I mean, yeah, it's terrible. It's actually a, um, it was actually a question that I was gonna what I was gonna lean into. Actually, Bubba was more of just like how much of it has you have you seen? Is it bad in Alabama at the moment? Like, is it? Um, let's see. I can't. Okay, when I, when I was last year, when we had. The holiday wave come through. Mm-hmm. Um, it was bad. It was really bad. But I was in the emergency department at that point. This year, I'm in the main part of the hospital. My my floor does not specialize in COVID. Yep. But we're already seeing an influx of people that are coming in for issues other than COVID. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, by the way, you have COVID. And <laughs> By the way, you so just tested it, positive. So off you go over there. Yes. So I guess it depends on what variant you get. <clears throat> and that gets into a whole bunch of details. But it's just like... I'm already starting to see more people coming in and then the, like on the back end of the hospital, you know, we get emails to let us know um, how many people in our hospital system, how, not, not specific, just numbers. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, of course. So we have an idea of, you know, how many have tested positive for COVID, how many, um, why can't I even think of it right now? When you intubate them. Why? I, I, I don't know why. I have yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, ventilators. How many ventilators are used of the many that are available and how yep. many are used because of COVID? And so, you, you know, it keeps us up to date. We get those once a week. But, I mean, we're starting to see more people show up with COVID, but it just depends on the variant because if it's, you know, like Delta, sometimes they're in worse shape 
and then I think we're starting to see people with Omicron where they don't even know they have COVID or it's just slight. So mm. it just depends on which strain you get. That's one of the biggest but things. But the numbers are going up. That's one of the biggest things we have here in Australia as well is more of the Omicron is taking over as the vast majority and our numbers have just gone absolutely nutty because it is uh, easily like it's more spreadable Omicron than Delta, mm -hmm. which was the last one, but it is much milder as well. Like, as I was saying before, we, we recorded that the, my, my girlfriend's housemate got it um, and had Omicron and she just, she wasn't well, but it also was home manageable. Right. So um, mm -hmm. it, it's very different when you're reading the numbers out of Australia and stuff now and how many hospitalizations there are. And it's like, okay, things are starting to, you know, take shape and we're just going to have to start living with this thing. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, it's going to be around. It's just like the flu now. Yeah. I've heard some would say they think we're going to get to a point where COVID vaccinations are in the flu shot where you just get a big old influenza cocktail every year and just kind of hang makes sense. on. Yeah. Try and normalize it a little. I don't know how true that is. That could be total crap. But it's along the same it's along the same strain and it's just but it's just the variants that change it but influenza is that like in percentage of numbers if you really go breaking it all down influenza by reason of death or reason of um, hospitalization is exactly essentially exactly the same this is not reported mm -hmm. on because we've gotten used to it so yeah that's just my outsider's view anyway <laughs> <laughs> but yeah boys we'll pull it up there thank you very much for your time today um it was interesting doing a double one actually i think i might look at doing another one of those again all right it was fun cheers boys it thank you very fun. much we'll talk to you soon all right later see ya all right there cobbers uh there you have it mark and bubba from alabama uh thanks for the chat boys really really enjoyed it uh look forward to chatting more not only in stream but probably outside of it Hope you enjoyed the uh, photo of the story uh, from in that one. Um, she's a doozy. She is a doozy. Uh, thanks once again to everybody for having a listen. Uh, and at the moment, I haven't quite got a, one, a, a new recording planned, but uh, we're going to work on that one over the next couple of days. And uh, you'll see that one come out really soon. Uh, but until then, talk to you later.